Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Yes, welcome everybody. Today is uh, 29th of May. And it's my birthday tomorrow. I will be 43 tomorrow. I'm so excited that I'm alive and well, I'm able to do all that I'm doing. I'm so grateful that the last one year has been very, very fruitful in the sense that I've been more aware of the, the gift of God in my life and just the gift of life. And I've been spending most of my time just giving out everything that I've learned, helping people to become more of whom God created them to be. And it's just a joy. It's just a joy. I thank God for my family, the children that has given me, the church family, the podcast family. And I thank God for my wife, Olu Subanjo, of the Like Jesus podcast. Guys, you need to go check that out. So today is a special day, and I'm going to be talking on a topic, many vocations, but just one vision. So let's get to it. Yes, the title of today's topic uh, tells it all. Although we may have different vocations, different jobs, different giftings, different titles, there's only one vision for every believer, and the scripture lets us know that we have only one vision, and that vision is to see every believer become like Jesus. In other words, every person on earth, our desire, our vision is to see them become like Jesus. Some will be, some will not be. But our desire and our goal is to let everybody have the opportunity and those who believe to operate at the potential that we all have, which is the potential of Jesus. Jesus, walking on earth, was our perfect example. And we have the understanding that because Jesus is alive today and he is interested in making us operate like him, then we are as he is. The whole church, the complete body of Christ, is like Jesus. Just as Jesus is right now, that's how the church ought to be operating. That's our potential. And um, as bivocationals, uh, multivocationals, um, just one, just working in the marketplace or just working behind the pulpit, working in the church, working in the field, all we want is for everyone to have the opportunity to enjoy that life that Christ has given to us and to spread it, share it with everybody, to live and operate in the kingdom of God. I'll read a scripture to you that gives us an understanding of this. That's um, Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11. Here the Apostle Paul is saying in the New King James Version, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, till we all operate like Jesus was operating and is operating right now. That's our goal. That's the vision. Your your doctor, your cleaner, your plumber, your bus driver, train driver, and uh, you believe that God has called you to ministry, so train driver by day and pastor by evening and weekends, um, teacher by day and pastor by evenings and weekends or your business person uh, whenever you have the opportunity and a pastor most of the other times whatever your vocation there is only one vision and, and that vision is that as everybody every person that you you encounter everybody that God has created that each one has that opportunity to hear the good news receive the good news, believe it, act on it, and be transformed into the kingdom of God. And for those that believe that they learn all that it's that it that's, that is available in the kingdom and walk in that and walk in that truth. And walk in that truth. That is the vision. That's the vision we have. That's the vision God has given to the body. And that's a vision that every bivocational should have. Now, the fact that we have different jobs means that we will also have some other side uh, ambitions, you no know, goals. For example, you don't go to the office with a plan uh, or aim to not do well in your office. That's a goal. But what is the intention of the, why do you want to do well at work? Not just so that they say, oh, uh, Ade is a good worker. No. So that through that, you can also continue the work of ministry, which is bringing others to the kingdom, helping them to see the importance of what Christ has done for them. So whatever we do always leads to the same goal as ministers, as believers. Every believer needs to understand this. I was speaking about that last week and uh, they have some questions that I'm going to answer in this week's uh, episode that will help us to even bring more light to this. So um, every believer has just one vision, just one goal in their life. And what is that? That Christ may be formed in the hearts of everybody that believes and that everyone has an opportunity to believe. That's our goal. And when I meet anybody, my, my desire, my prayer is that they hear the good news they believe the good news and they live the fullness of life that Christ paid so much for, for them. So that's it. We're sharing the love of God and that's our vision. So no, no matter what your vocation, you are by vocational doesn't mean that you have two visions. One vision to make a lot of money and another vision to bring a lot of people to Christ. That's not, that's not it. If you're making a lot of money, that is to help you fast forward and fast track the work of bringing others to Christ. If you are getting a lot of influence, you know, you people get to know you because of your vocation, 
your other vocation, then that is supposed to help move the mission, the vision forward. Our vision is to see as many people become who God designed them to be in the first place. That is, operating with the potential of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. So I'm going to answer a few questions. They have a couple of questions coming up, and I'll answer them. They will tie back into what I'm sharing, what the topic of today is, and I'll wrap it up later on. Thank you. Let's listen to the questions. It says, in the last episode, one of the points you mentioned is that as a minister, I must remember that I am crucified with Christ. Could you please talk more about what it means practically to be crucified with Christ? Okay, so so yeah. What what does it practically mean to be crucified with Christ? Uh what does it practically mean? Um yes, <laughs> is it that's it, it will take a few sessions to really unpack that f- uh, from scripture. But I'll try to answer that in just a few minutes. There's a scripture that comes to mind, apart from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, you know. And there's another scripture that I would like to read also that talks about that in Romans chapter chapter 6, uh, verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 says, Knowing this, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he, verse 7 now, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, verse 8, we believe that we also, we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. So knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. So there's a new term there, the old man. So there are two men. When you're a believer, there are like two people, the old and the new. The old and the new. The old is the natural one, the one that wants everything about himself. I want to be the king of my life. When we get born again, there's a new man. That new man is the life of Christ, united with our spirit. And and so there's always this struggle. And and I mentioned that last in the last podcast uh, episode, and that's why this question is coming up. There's, there's always that struggle. I want to, the old man wants to be the king. And the new man wants Jesus to be the king. Every one of us will have to come to that decision. I need to allow the old man to remain crucified and Jesus to be the king. That's, that's it. You, 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 you will have to decide that if you're going to be effective in ministry, if you're going to have people receive Jesus as king, then Jesus has to be king in your own life. A lot of us believers and ministers are not as effective as we could be. And I've been there and I, I still struggle with that. I always 
believe that one has to remind himself every day that you know what you are crucified with Christ. There is no you. Jesus is everything to you. So there is there will be a day when one has to make that decision for the first time. You know, you 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 determine that I'm not going to derive my joy from the stuff I have, from the people that that applaud me, from the way people look at me. I'm not. That's not going to be where I'm going to get my fulfillment from. I'll get my fulfillment from being able to glorify Jesus, have an internal um, knowledge that I'm obeying and I'm operating the way God wants me to operate and seeing people live like Jesus would live, loving like Jesus loves, loving the unlovable and sacrificing for those whom everyone would want to run away from. That that when when you see that that that's where your joy comes from, and you you don't you don't do that by yourself. None of us do, has been able to. No human has been able to do that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. The life Jesus gives us is is the life that wants to see Jesus glorified and wants to see others blessed. So you, as a believer, as a minister, you find that coming up in you very very small at the beginning and what i'm saying is that you empower that you strengthen that inner feeling that inner the new man you you strengthen that by allowing the expression of that and you reduce you you neglect and and uh, allow the other one to be crucified you know that which wants you the old man to be in charge you allow that to die. In other words, you you refuse to give in to that pressure, that desire to to say, "I am the man. I, I I can do this. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to go for." And you you choose to empower that we tells you you need to make this sacrifice for this person to have life. You need to let go of your right for this person to see the love of Jesus. You know, you need to allow, you allow that. So that that's how it, it's done practically. In my own life, I had to make up my mind that you know what, I'm I'm not going to continue to pursue my career. I'm going to go ahead and devote my time to to the to the gospel, to preaching the gospel. I'm I'm going to I'm not going to move as fast as I ought to move in in. In the corporate world, even now as a Bible, I, I don't pursue business and, and and stuff the way I could. Sometimes I look at the, the, the online stuff that I do and I know that the potential of scaling that, but it will require many more hours and I don't have those hours. Not that I don't have them, I could have them, but by choice, by the leading of the Holy Spirit in me, I choose then to allow myself to spend just a a few hours doing the work per week and devote more time to going after the lost sheep of Israel, the people who Jesus paid for. So that's how it's done, it's done practically. And another example would be telling the truth at work uh, at the expense of some of maybe a promotion or maybe uh, someone approving of you. Just, you know, 
being able to say, you know what, I don't really, I can't stand for for that. When someone is being oppressed and you you just can't stand for it. Because you know that that's not what Jesus would do. You, you, you. Not, not, not that you you want to be a, a nuisance, but you just allow the Holy Spirit to be your your boss, your only boss, and your real boss. You, you, you choose to allow the inner inner being of yours to to be the most important. Your spirit becomes you. you. And the desires for for what others desire, you know, Jesus says, what the what the others want will be added. So he says, seek ye first the kingdom. So that's it. You you seek the kingdom as your primary goal, and then you let God take care of the rest. Now I know that um, you know. I I have shared before that when we did this, when we decided that you know what, I'm not going to, I'm going to pursue the the ministry. Things were tough for a while, and I'm not saying that those who are working are not pursuing ministry because I, as I've said earlier on, there are people who are supposed to remain in the marketplace, and when they work effectively for Jesus in the marketplace, they get many more, much many more people saved and many more, re, much more results than if they resigned and focused uh, behind the pulpit so take note what i'm still what i'm saying is this practically there will be daily decisions that you will make daily decisions the the ideas will come that's why i I, when i was talking about distraction last week last week i mentioned that when a person uh, decides that you know i'm crucified with christ distractions reduce because People will come with business ideas and you know, you know what, I can't do this. I don't have the time. And that's not my goal anyway. Um, somebody will come and say, we want to scale this for you. You know, you can you can buy this land or you can buy this house or you can do this business. You will not have the time for that because you have one goal and, and, and you, you're, you're focused on that. At other times, people will come and show you something and you can feel it in your spirit that this will help to fulfill the the goals that Jesus has put in your heart, then you go ahead and, and work with, with that. So that's my long <laughs> but short way of answering that question. Thank you. I hope that helps. Helps. There's the second question. So it says, can you please tell us some of the topics to look forward to on the Bible podcast? Yes, I have um, a few interesting topics that are coming up uh here here are some of them just so you you know what to expect uh, there are two things that must not suffer in as a minister two things that must not suffer uh in your ministry i'm going to talk about that uh next week then the bivocational advantages bivocational challenges what jobs are Bible-friendly? Business ideas for the Bible minister? The, the Bible church model? The, the, so we're, I'm going to talk about the, the church model that is very suitable to Bible ministry. You are the volunteer-in-chief. I'm going to talk about that. Be bold about asking for volunteers. Model the life of Christ. Excellence in ministry, always improving. Find your unique story. 
create the materials that will go where you can't go, training leaders, Bible study, sermon preparation tips for the Bible minister, reporting and regular supervision, discipleship materials. So these are some of the topics that um, I will be presenting as time goes on. And in some cases, I will be bringing um, Bible pastors to speak and uh, to share their challenges and concerns. And um, it's going to continue to be a, a very encouraging time. Thanks for that question. So um, so wrapping this up, I, I want to remind us again that, you know, one of the mentors that we have as Bible ministers is the Apostle Paul. He was very much dedicated to the ministry uh, as an apostle. Uh, he spent much time on the on on the seas, traveling also on the road. Spent time in prison too, and uh, from time to time he would he would do this business, which is tent making, and um, he he modeled that life that as a as a minister you can still work to earn some money so that, that you don't put a burden on those who you are ministering to. It doesn't mean that those who have uh, done the work and the, the ministry has now st- stabilized and they are devoting more time even to to ministry, eh, they are doing the wrong thing. No, what, what that means is that for those who have the opportunity and, and the leading to do it, go forth and do it and get back and do your work as God has called you to. God bless you. You've been listening to the Bivo Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo Podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.